Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, December 9th, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 284? We did a lot of podcasting last week, and now my mm-hmm. my podcasting brain's all busted. I'm your host, Austin Walker, <laughs> joining me today. Kato, uh, in the studio. I'm calling in from home. I'm calling in from Queens. Uh, resting this podcast voice. Uh, except we're still doing a podcast, but the rest is I didn't I didn't have to get on a subway today. Patrick, also joining us. Yeah, we're so, really running up the score with all those podcasts. Doing, we're doing, you know, <laughs> mild spoilers, shorter pods for the holidays. And so we're just, just you know, bumping those numbers up. Yeah, shorter pods for the holidays. <laughs> Rob Zachney, can you testify to how short the pods were? Uh, they were tight. Uh, they were quick. <sighs> yeah. Um, I think it was a fun new format for Waypoint. You know, people tr- associate us with, like, long-form podcasts. But I think we really mastered the tight 30 minutes <laughs> format. Uh, and observing if your argument is, had I allowed all of you to record those the way we normally do, it wouldn't have been three or four hours longer. You are fucking lying. To me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm just saying there was something aspirational. I appreciate that. I think that's in Waypoint's character. Look, I couldn't go all the way because otherwise I would have had a revolt on my hands. That's and so. Correct. It is. You know, I had to <laughs> set the stage. For like future pods, like look, didn't that work pretty well? And then I tightened the screw a little bit further. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is this is God how power it. works. <laughs> um, I think because we were all doing pods last week for for game of the year stuff, uh, it's probably true that many of us have not gotten too deep into new stuff. Uh, but Patrick, I, I did see that this morning you were playing some Mario Maker uh, on on Twitch. And that meant that you were playing some new stuff, stuff that only uh, came through with this new this new patch. How's that going? Uh, it's really good. Um, I mentioned this on the stream, um, but that there is a moment during one of our pods where I am asked to talk about Mario Maker, and I was pretty down on it. Like, I have been in a pretty bad place uh, with that game in terms of its long-term arc leading to uh, this big 2.0 patch. I, I think Nintendo did exactly what I expected them to do, which was like largely fail the community and to treat it as a proper service game in the six to seven months after its release. Um, and to leave the community in a bad place where there are people still playing like myself, but they aren't as happy about it. And the, the creative community has largely left, um, or at least there are fewer people around, um, making genuinely inspired stuff. And this update, uh, addresses a lot of that in some, some really meaningful ways. Um, before I get to the link stuff, um, is the like Ninji speed runs, um, uh, which is a new mode in which Nintendo drops a level. I don't know at what frequency, but I know that when I logged in 
this morning it said you've got two days left to do like this stage. Um, so it seems like that's going to cycle pretty uh, frequently, maybe once a week. Um, and it uh, they put up an interesting story on the site last week about the origins of a feature in which uh, different runs of enemies chase after you, which a lot of people associate with Super Meat Boy, but actually its origins are in a hack of a SNES emulator um, for Kaizo levels in Super Mario World, and I kind of follow its weird journey um, to Nintendo not giving any creative credit to something that almost assuredly had to. I can't <laughs> prove it, but I could. I can lay out the evidence and let you draw your own conclusions on yeah. uh, how we arrived at this moment. But um, it's really it's more fascinating than even I would have expected um, because so when you when you you're not seeing your deaths you're seeing the runs of other players and it seems like what nintendo does is they match you up with <clears throat> runs that are similar to what you're able to accomplish on the run of the level so um my first time fumbling through the first like a uh, snowy speed run stage that they've set up you know i'm right. backtracking these are, these are- these are only nope. for Nintendo made levels, right? These are that, that's the, yeah, at the okay. the moment, you know, the hope would be at some point this would be, you know, something that would be spread a little broader, but at the moment it's only contained to this uh ninja speedrun uh mode that they have developed, so it's it's Nintendo developed stages as well. Um it took me about 45 seconds to get through, and that was me just like bumbling the whole way through, running back to the left, running back to the right. So obviously, it you know gave a sense that there was a lot of improvement to be had um, the moment you put any sort of concentration or came up with sort of like a a best practices uh, way to get through that stage. Um, and it marks like you know, so you'll finish the stage, and then you see this big long sort of t- uh, uh, timeline that shows like where you fall in the rankings and like where the majority of people uh, fall in those rankings. So you'll see it's like, you know, roughly around 30 seconds is where like the vast majority of players are falling in terms of where they're finishing the stage. And then of course that, you know, uh, uh, that, that, that goes down as people uh, get towards, you know, 20 seconds, 18, 17 seconds seems to be the maximum. Um, But as you, every time it re-rolls or rather re-pulls the ninjas that you're getting every time that you're, getting better at the stage. And so you record a better time. Then you're going to get ninjis that more reflect like people who are within the pool of what you're going for. And that's interesting in a couple of ways. One, it means that like level optimization is difficult. Um, Everyone's going to kind of run into a wall in which they're not quite sure how could I possibly do it faster. And so you can tune the amount of ninjis that are shown on screen. It's not just, here's a hundred of them. You can get it down to where it's like four or five. Like it gives you a gradation scale there. And so what I found pretty quickly is that, oh, actually these are like hints at what I could be doing differently to get through a stage. Like, oh, actually if I um, do a butt stomp and then slide through this slope that cuts off like half a second. So some of your runs actually become about like j- vaguely following what you were doing, but then taking notes on what other players are doing that are clearly allowing them to get through sections faster. And this reaches a point where uh, I had sort of maxed out what I could do with like I was doing the lower, like the, the level of setup was sort of a upper path, a medium path and a lower path. And I'd seemed like I'd more or less done what I could do in the the lower path. Like, yeah, I could kind of like do a jump a little bit easier and maybe shave off about a half a second, but it wasn't going to get me anywhere close. Like I was capping out at like 24 seconds. It's like, well, how right. are people sniffing at 20? It's like, it's not going to happen down here. Well, so I, tur- so I, for when I had a path, I was trying to optimize 
once I'd already collected the hints I wanted from the other players, I'd turn off the ninjis so I could focus on just getting the run done. So you can totally turn them off. You can off totally turn them mode. off. Okay. You don't have to have them. Cool. You can just do a speed run without any any ghosts sort of like following you around. And what I found was like, okay, I need to rethink what I'm doing. I'm missing something obvious. So once I like maximized that 24 second run, I flipped some of the ninjis back on and noticed, oh, a bunch of them are going up. I didn't even think that you could actually make it to that third tier. And the level doesn't explicitly suggest like very overtly that's a place to go. And so once I went up there, it's a totally different stage. It's whole different sets of platforming challenges. It's all about sliding and like jumping on snowballs. And like it's a whole different way to play the stage. And I spent about 15 minutes on that. By the time I did that, I had optimized a different way of playing the level that I got down to uh, like 20 point. Uh, like O2 or something like that, which put me in uh, a pool of 38,000 players. I was, you know, in the 38,000 bracket, um, which was like one tier away from the fastest tier of players that were doing the stage. And so it was just interesting because I, it's not just some like a goofy way to like see a bunch of, like a bunch of characters run around. It meaningfully speaks to different ways to observe, study, and understand the level that you might not do yourself once you've like sort of like fell into a way like, oh, this is the way to do the level. And I just got to do this version faster. It's like, no, actually, other players have really good ideas. And it's servicing that through a clever use of data capture. You still can't just pull up the top performer and watch no. them go. It's not like you can choose a ghost to follow. No, because in, Which, in, in this yeah. in this sense, I it's a because it is like a times limited competition i think that's smart like i think that fits within the spirit of what they're trying to do Mm -hmm. i feel differently about that on individual maker levels in which there are levels that you these levels are meant to be finished where a a, a standard average level mario player can beat it but won't have a competitive time but you will finish it there are all sorts of mario stages that are made in by creators that are not meant for you to finish unless you're like a high-level Kaizo player or it's got some weird... I mean, like, they're, they're just not... Most people are not going to finish it. They're going to watch a YouTube video. And right, so right, right. The, the way that... I've always wished that Nintendo would just let you watch either the the creators, like, like run... Like, even a creator run is not a world record run. Creators often don't hold the world record on <laughs> right. their own levels. So a creator run would allow you to at least see it being completed, even if it didn't show you the fastest way through it with all the tweaks and optimizations. Well, there's also the other thing here that, that we didn't talk about today is that you've noted in the past that this is Nintendo like actually nodding at speed running existing. Um, and something I'm curious about is, you know, there is a big difference between the average Mario Maker level and a good level for speed running. And I'm curious how you feel about the level. There's only been one level so far that has this, right? Yeah, it's just it's just this. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Sure some update, presumably, in a couple days, and there'll be a new one. Yeah, I don't know if they get archived so that, like, hey, you can still go back and play those old levels, but they just don't count towards whatever. I'm, I'm not entirely sure of how they're handling the, the archiving <laughs> right. of these of these stages, if they'll, if they'll uh, sort of just end up being ephemeral. Um, but, yeah, I mean, from w- the way, like, my chat was in, I was asking them, like, hey, you know, this has been around for a couple of days now. I mean, the update hit last Thursday. Uh, like, wh- how are, like, higher level players, you know, approaching it? And... They, you know, they're, while it may not be a like quote unquote speed run level, like something you'd see at Awesome Games Done Quick, where it's catering to that kind of audience. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. And those people, the people who have the, the high end, like the top tier times, are just doing incredible things, like optimizations of like sliding, you know, sliding down things and like just things I'll never, like you could show it to me and I right. just, my fingers won't be able to pull it off. Um, 
And that's what's kind of beautiful about this mode is like different lo- different levels of players get to shine in different ways. And, you can, and because you get that sense of like what I could do better um, within your tier, that means it's like, okay, well, this is within your grasp. Like you may not be able to do what like the, the best of the best are doing, but come on. Like mm-hmm. you could probably do this version of this jump if you committed to it. Um, once you've seen another player who is roughly at your skill level um, pulling it off. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be curious to see what those um, higher-level speedrunners do and how Nintendo grapples with, you know, essentially, like, they want you to get better, but it's like if the if the, the, the fastest is so fast that you can never sniff at it, you know, maybe that's fine. Um, but uh, it does introduce a, a wrinkle where they are canonizing people yeah. who take advantage of mechanical exploits and an optimiz- optimization level that is not what they usually expect of people or demand of people in a, in a Mario level. Totally. I'm curious, um, you know, uh, besides this stuff, the, this new update had the link stuff, but it also just had a ton of new, like, uh, tool, like, you know, whatever toy box, fun things to play yeah. with new, new parts for the levels. I'm curious if you've seen that stuff used yet at all, or, or have you only really seen the link Hell stuff? no. I just went straight to the link stuff after <laughs> I got the speed run I wanted because I really wanted to see what people were doing there. And it's fascinating. It's the link update probably single handedly is going to like stop me from putting Mario Maker 2 at like number 10 on my game of the year list as a punishment. That's right. Even, yeah. Um, where it's like, yeah, you know what? You're here. But you're number ten. Like, don't be, don't be that proud that you made the list. Um, uh, and it's single-handedly going to like skyrocket it in in, in a way that uh, we'll have to see how it settles. I got to put more hours into it. But the I had such the biggest grin on my face. I was like, just like chuckling and smiling the whole way through. Not because of just novelty. You know, like mining nostalgia and putting sprites in is is one thing. Like, it is so mechanically diverse in a way that I, even I was not necessarily prepared for. Um, There's so many creative things that players can do in terms of, um, there was one stage where it was like, select your character, and there was a pipe for Mario and a pipe for Link, and the levels were constructed in ways of approaching both. But then once you finished it with one character, you had to go back through it with the other character. Um, We, on one of our podcasts, which, I think this will be one that, again, as we time travel through podcasts, I'm going to answer something that I wasn't, <laughs> I couldn't answer on a podcast here in the future. Is uh, it's not like a Link level or a Mario level; it's a costume, and it so it is a costume. Okay, um, it is something that when you get hit, it falls off, and so often you have with these Link levels just tons of pipes that are dumping out um, Master Swords, so you can put it back on. It makes me think that Nintendo really should just allow for a, a level to be flagged yeah. as Link, and if you want to have multiple characters, then let it be a costume-based affair. Because um, it gets kind of goofy where you're going, like, you can't go more than a screen or two before, like, a pipe is just dumping Master Swords because the level is cannot be completed um, without having that equipped. Um, but I don't I actually expect Nintendo to meaningfully address that because that seems like the kind of quality of life that would make sense feature that they wouldn't do. And that thing like Link is something that I didn't expect them to do and they do do, which is, you know, the fundamental tension for a lot of, like, Nintendo fans is they do lots of things you love and not the things you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you meet somewhere in the middle. Um, but it's, it's, it makes it so you're playing just a different, like sometimes I felt like I was playing an RPG. Sometimes I felt like I was playing a puzzle game. Like he link has so many different moves. Like what 
you know, you can sword slash, you can dash, you can uh, shoot an arrow three different directions, which also has physics. You can you can do a, a, a sword uh, dive. Like, it just introduces all these different variables to play with, and the the wideness of what the, how those verbs can mash up with Mario's verbs is just creates an like your head is just spinning as you see people start to figure out what to do. Like even um, what's fascinating is to watch in different levels. People have a pretty good sense of how to communicate if they want to communicate to the player through coins or arrows, like different ways of signifying like, Hey, if you're not sure what to do, do this here. Like for example, um, in Mario Maker parlance, uh, a Z that is created with like a track where you'd normally like a uh, slot, some, like a platform or something that like moved along. If you just see a Z, that means a spin. That has just become canonical terminology huh. to communicate, hey, you're supposed to spin here to get through this next section. That's born out of like Kaizo stuff, but that's sure. a way of like trying to communicate that to a player. And people don't know what that is for Link. Like for example, like a... Uh, like a down arrow is seems like an early way people are trying to say like, hey, this is where you have to do the sword, di- do the like dive. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. the last level that I played before I finished up my stream was uh, a Kaizo Zelda level in uh, which uh, you already? have to defeat like that. It feels like already. <laughs> I know. Um, in which you have to defeat uh, eleven piranha plants on your way through a set of complicated um, platforming challenges that all incorporate the unique characteristics of Link. Um, so th- there are big big plant enemies that you take out with your arrow. And then there's uh, a new uh, a, a new toolkit uh, from a from a new a new enemy. I don't know the actual name of it in Mario, but it, like it spits out a rock it's and spike, you, I think. Sure, maybe. Um, and you can uh, dive sword onto that and a pogo stick across it. And you oh, can do wow. a short pogo stick or if you hold jump, you do a long pogo stick. And so the cadence of this level I played was like, like, uh, like the first section is like, shoot this first piranha plant, jump on a platform that immediately sinks. You have to jump over that, dive down to, with the sword uh, to take out the next plant. As that's falling, you shoot an arrow across, which hits one of the switches that sw- does red to blue that like alternates platforms that are functioning yeah. in the in the level. Um, jump onto the next... Oh, and a- as you... Yeah, no, then you fall, you shoot the arrow, and then... Oh, yeah, when you fall when you fall to the next one, then you are like... You're doing the dive bomb onto the stone, and that stone bounces you up. I mean, so you can just start to imagine what how people are piecing together this... Unique mashup that takes advantage of the universality of Mario and recon- recontextualizes what is even possible within this <clears> space. <throat> and I will be so mad if this isn't like the the route they continue going down because I think Zelda is going to give this game another six months runway where it's like hopefully you know sometime next spring they're 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 teasing another character a Kirby right or a, right. I will say Zelda what they've already incorporated with the bombs and everything just immediately makes you think. It's not a hard leap from here to go to a Metroid. It right. also exposes weaknesses that were already there in Mario Maker. You can't search for Zelda levels. There's just no way to filter it. So someone that has made, there's no tag for someone to do that. There's no way to search for that. Um, so that That's exposes really like a UI problem um, in Mario Maker that I would like to see addressed at some point, but I don't have a ton of confidence that, or like that it's they gonna will. Get, it's going to get addressed by there being a thing that just says click here for like link levels, which is fine. But what's not, it's not like there's going to be a new tagging feature. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I imagine they're going right. to, yeah, uh, that's so, my, that's my guess anyway. 
Yeah, that'd be my guess and something like that too. But, you know, if what I was looking for was a reason to be excited about Mario Maker again, and like this absolutely has accomplished it in a way, two different ways. I think the speedrunning stuff is really interesting and neat and more than I thought. Um, and the Zelda stuff is just a, you know, when Nintendo called this a, a 2.0 update, I sort of rolled my eyes because it just seemed like, yeah, because you haven't done anything for six months, so anything would constitute <laughs> a 2.0 update. But, um, you know, I, I believe I believe the fan theory that when they were forced to allocate resources to do the engineering efforts for the multiplayer stuff right after launch, that probably shifted. Like, if you were to, like, shift the timeline, like, if you just removed that and then pushed everything up two or three months, like, imagine if this came out in the beginning of October or was, like, teased in September. Like, I, as someone that follows the community very closely, it just would be a different world um, in terms of yeah. how people would have maintained their interest. Certain people would have stuck around. Um, so, uh, yeah, very encouraged, very excited. And if you put Mario Maker down, um, even as not a maker, the level, the Zelda levels are just absolutely worth logging in and seeing what people are already pulling off um, because if this is just the tip of the iceberg, then I can't wait to see what they do next. Cool. Um, someone who is maybe a little less excited this morning. We got on the call. Rob Zachney <laughs> made a noise. Rob. That sounds like a dinosaur. I don't know what was that. That sounds like a like a Sega Genesis dinosaur. <laughs> hey, man, that Jurassic Park game on Genesis. Uh-huh. I was always jealous of that as a... Uh, a that SNES a owner. That was one of those times. Oh, where it was like, yeah, we got the. We oh, got you the got better. the bad one. You guys got the one. Well, that no, we like got the, that like yeah. top-down Link one that had the Mode Seven dungeons. Yeah, the that, like dungeons. that was so, cool. Like, the first-person stuff that was cool. But the Genesis one, you got to be a raptor. Yeah, you could be a raptor. <laughs> I ate a bunch of compies. I fought some. I fought a T Rex yeah. with another raptor. It's good. Anyway, Rob Zachney, digital raptor. Uh, <laughs> how you doing? You doing okay? <laughs> well. <laughs> I had a weekend. Um, so, Patrick, you may remember when we mm-hmm. were at the bar the other night after the Bears' uh, iconic victory over the Cowboys. As I was standing up, I cringed. I winced pretty well, you badly. Were ha- you were having some issues, both, both like in the I'd say during the fourth quarter, I looked over and there was a lot of shifting in your seat that I could tell you were there was no reason to be uncomfortable in the game. So I just assumed you'd. Yeah, you mentioned you've had back issues before, so I was worried that something had flared up. I've had back issues uh, for a while. Um, And I've got had this like persistent, like mid back, right side, like something I want to pop, but it just can't. And then there's my lower back issues. Oh, all that stuff. Uh, Turns out that a thing that can feel a lot like a back issue, but is not, is a kidney stone. Oh, no. It is possible. That over the course of that bear game, by drinking about eight pints of beer. Oh God. Uh, and those bad shots you described. Yeah. Um, which no one has heard yet because they're for Game of the Year pot. Right. <laughs> right so you again, about that for so again long. the her story of podcasts, Austin, just it really is. This. It really is. I mean, because that, that, I believe that story truly happened on the New Year's Day pod. So that I is so, it's like so a month from now. Yeah. Wow. Kato, in fact, what you should do is break all of our separate audio tracks out into separate podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And just then all four just of have, these and yeah, yeah. imagine the delight and fun our loyal podcast audience would have in piecing together the chronology of these conversations. 
and then like there'd be a fan project of like restoring the podcast that we recorded in order. It'd be great. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's also possible like we were drinking lots of beer throughout that week. And I had some issues and I was like, oh, maybe my stomach's a little upset or I don't know. Maybe the bed's too soft. I just don't know. Yesterday on the uh, on the flight home, mm. I started to feel really rough. I had a long cab ride uh, with a very Trumpy cabbie uh, back up to uh, my, my place north of Boston. And the entire time, I'm just like, something is real bad. <laughs> Something is, oof, oh man, I just, you don't mind, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree, uh, nobody would vote for Bloomberg because uh, of the Jewish question. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to lie across the back of your cab, do you mind? Um, don't, don't worry about these cold sweats I'm in. Um, so I get I get back home, and at that point, I'm like, I just spent an hour with like the worst fucking person. I do not want to go spend more time in the ER. So I'm like, I bet I can just walk. This is probably kidney stone. That's probably what this is. Some of the symptoms are a little scary, but whatever. I can probably just tough this out. I'll just drink a lot of water. Oh, God. Um, And so my partner is just watching me pace around the house, chugging water. Quick question. And uh, Is this your first kidney stone? First one in like 20 years. Hmm. I had one when I was like... I just had a really random one when I was a teenager and then nothing since then. Um, but yeah, I know. Apparently that makes me pretty lucky as far as people get kidney stones. Like once you get one, you get more. I had a friend who literally just went through this, this weekend also. And so now you two for two, this is, this is, that's kind of a scary (laughs) alignment. Everybody watch out. Uh, yeah, so I I spent a good portion of the day oh, uh, in the ER yesterday, um, and the only thing on the TV in the waiting room was an all infomercials all the time channel, and so I'm sitting there like just this Which room is a crime. full of like, miserable <laughs> people. Yeah, and Emerald is giving us like 13 reasons why you need to own an air fryer or something like. Mm-hmm. It's just. This is the most chewy and crispy skin, and like somebody is yakking in the bat in a bag across the way from me for like the fifth time in an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a pretty it was a pretty rough day. Uh, but I'll tell you, man, I have never felt better hydrated than when I was hooked up to an IV line and just like <laughs> nestled under one of those warm blankets they give you mm-hmm. and given like really heavy duty painkillers. Um, I was it was but but once I finally got treated, it was very cozy. Uh, and then I was like, "Yo, this isn't so bad. I, I like this. This is okay. I can this live is with good. This. I felt I felt like a beloved pet in some ways. <laughs> like everyone's just like, are you warm enough? Do you are you thirsty? You just want to sleep a little bit? Okay, that's good. Just let us know when you want to go to the bathroom. I was like, okay, bye, bye. Thank yeah, you. yeah. And then in keeping with that theme, when I, when I finally you know got home yesterday, uh, I was like. I'm going to watch a bunch of The Mandalorian, and a lot of The Mandalorian. I haven't seen those Winnie the Pooh cartoons in a while. <laughs> Living the life, Rob. Living Jackman. the life. Love it. I'm a grown-ass man. Hey, listen, 
Get yours. You deserve you deserve all the Winnie the Pooh you want, Rob. I'm going to put that on record. No one can disagree with me on this. Uh, so I'm guessing not so much in the world of video games from you. Not a ton. No. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you're... Are you feeling better at this point? Are you all right? Yeah, I... Uh I think I'm doing all right. Who knows? Um, there's, there's always the possibility. So the doctor, like, they did a CT scan to rule out other stuff it could be. And they were like, yep, there it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and they were like, it looks like it's about to leave your kidney. And then it'll pass at some point. And they were like, but it big. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, but <sighs> see, the thing they told me what sounded big, but they were like, ah, that's nothing. But, like, oh. we didn't even have to do anything with that. That'll just pass. And I was like, it doesn't sound like it would pass. No. At it all. sounds bad, actually. And the doctor was like, no, it's not bad. Otherwise, we'd intervene. But here, we're just going to give you water. Good luck. Have fun. Yeah. Here, here, take this medication. It's the most on the nose medication in history. It's Flomax. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'm glad you got through it, Rob. I, I hope uh, I hope it's oh, truly behind you. Oh. Uh, we talked about it a bit on the end of the year podcast, but I never talked about it last week. I finally played Sam Barlow's Telling Lies. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and I think more people should check that game out. And um, look forward to your convo. Did we wait? When When did we? What did we? When was that? Was, we talked okay. about that. I remember, like, I remember. I remember. I remember. I think. Yeah. So I won't. I won't spoil anything. Uh, yeah. 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 That's that's uh, you seem pretty high on it is what I'll say. Yeah, I, I think uh, a good didn't realize it was a game about like investigating police malfeasance after the fact. Uh, right. But now that I do, like once I realized that would that's what it was about, I was like, oh shit! I thought this was just like stunt casting, <laughs> and instead it's like, no, look at this, look at this like police operation just spiral out of control in the most unethical possible ways. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm excited to get to that. Eventually, you gave me a real strong pitch for it. So, on, on the list, like every other fucking thing, Kato, how about you? Uh, in our in our brief break from Friday's pods, <laughs> have you have you played uh, much of anything this weekend? I uh, ended up going back to Life is Strange, try to catch up because that oh, nice. the, the last episode dropped. Episodes out, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still Did hadn't you get played them all, or no, I still hadn't played four. So I went. I had time to do that over the weekend um and i i enjoyed it i didn't enjoy it as much like at the like in the playing of it uh it felt like a like a strange kind of diversion from the story but then huh. i'm actually warming up to it after concluding that episode like when you're in the middle of it uh i, I felt it, it was like this seems like i get how they get here but uh it feels like they're being distracted or it, it almost felt like a filler episode kind of of a show. It's like, oh, there's here's a mm. new a new piece of conflict that maybe doesn't comes a little bit out of left field. But I think they Which end up weird, using a little it. weird to add in, in episode, episode four, four or five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's like you know, if you go back and watch like even some of your favorite shows, like second to last episodes, which is like really difficult. Right. Because yeah, yeah. on some level they're trying to set up some stakes for the end without yeah. paying any of them off. And so like that 
if like if the two probably most difficult level like <laughs> plotting stages are like a pilot to get people in, and then like the second to last one where you're like, ah, oh, we're not quite there yet, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we're kind of spinning our wheels. Right. But yeah, it is only five episodes, so it's, it's not like we're talking yeah. Um, yeah. an enormous season. I do, th- I do think that they they end up uh, by the by the end, kind of circling back around on uh, you know a bunch of uh, character moments, character growth that has been building uh, in a good way, but it was just kind of uh, the central conflict felt a little like. This feels like a lot to add in the fourth episode. Um, yeah. But otherwise, like after having finished it and like with a little bit of distance, I've been like, okay, that was yeah, that was a that was pretty solid, and I'm very excited to see where it goes at two in five. But I haven't quite got gotten there yet. I'm I'm have been waiting for the whole season <clears throat> because yeah. that is how I play games like that. Um, and so now that's all out. I I need to get to that also. Anything else you, you dip your toe into? Are you still are you still keeping up with Final Fantasy at this point? Uh kind of. I mean, I like played a couple quests like the other week, but then I haven't checked it out in a while. I like I'm trying to get through control and then yeah. maybe Jedi. Definitely not Death Stranding, but I it's also a thing I started. Uh it was a mistake. I don't know when I'm going to I'll probably end up playing that more over the over the like break when I'm away from my console, I'll be able to pull it up on my computer and stuff. But oh, on your computer, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant Death Stranding, and I was no, like, yeah, I was like, how are you going well, to do that? I, meant, yeah. I got an early PC build. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, you know, I wish. Um, my yeah, my yeah, yeah. PlayStation uh, now sounds like like a fucking seven forty seven oh. taking off every time I turn it on. I think I need to clean the vents. It's been a while. It's yeah. very loud. <laughs> Yeah, that's already a kind of a loud system in t- at times yeah. as it is. So that's rough. Um, <laughs> I have I have continued playing some Final Fantasy. I'm Hell now yeah. in. I've made it to Ishgar. I've made it to Heaven's Word, uh, which is not me mispronouncing Heaven's Sword, nor is it <laughs> them inventing. Wait, I thought that's what it was. No, it's Heaven's Word. No, Heaven's but there is Heaven's. But is there Heaven's Sword? No, no there's sword. No God damn it! Sword. Sword. It's Heaven's Sword. It's like going towards the heavens. Heavensward. Uh, I'm there, and I'm going Heavensward. I haven't unlocked flying mounts yet, but I did ride a black chocobo. I flew it around, and I am fighting. Uh, It's already so. It is already very. It is like the. I think I may have said this on a a year podcast. Who knows? But there is like a a a narrator right away. There is like (laughs) characters who I care about pretty early on in this thing. Um, there's a great fundamental premise, which is that it's a, it's, I mean, it's a war between like anti-dragon Catholics and dragons who have returned from some ancient slumber. Um, but you know, what if there's some, what if there's something else going on in this war? What if the war is a little more complicated than you think? Um, mm. and some interesting characters on the various sides of the conflict. Um, awesome question for you. Yeah. I remember back when this final fantasy journey began. Yeah. You were like. I'm not skipping to the stuff everyone says is good. Yeah. Uh huh. Like. Yeah. But you could have skipped to this, right? Like there was a way you could have. Like, you know, like I'm asking I seriously think now. So I, I is am, there I a am. way you could have skipped to this? And like, is that a, like if this part of the game is good, does this become like, hey, just skip to this part, and this is a good Final Fantasy experience. Ignore the rest. I am. I need to check to see if you can buy just a skip to Heaven's Word. I know that you can buy a skip to. Shadow the bringers. end game or to Shadowbringers, which yeah. is the current expansion, not the end game, but but yeah. 
I you can't think go you, back even if you like buy the skip to the one no, after you, you can't just go no you can't go back and oh well it's, um, it's per it's per character so it is per character i yeah, got yeah, that yeah. Skip but, but in other words you Shadowbringer, and then but then your Shadowbringer character couldn't go back no, and no. play through right i just have to make a new one and that one started from the beginning yeah i also think Okay, yeah, you can do it. You totally could just purchase. You could just purchase a jump to Heaven's Word. You would also need to purchase some sort of level up because the skip is only for the story, not right. for your levels. <laughs> right. Um, uh, which is very weird. Um, but uh, I don't know. I feel like it is... it so far would be a weird place to jump on um, the end of those patches. So the, the basic structure of the game is like there is a big, there's the, the main release. So El realm reborn 2.0 and then between 2.0 and uh, a heaven's word, which is 3.0. There are five, there are like six patches, 2.1, 2.2, etc. cetera. Uh, and those are telling a connecting story that changed the world uh, that changed the kind of situation that changed like who you're working for to, to some degree, um, or maybe not who you're working for directly, but like they, they change the the basic like frame of reference for the entire for the entire game. Um, and some of the stuff at the very end of two two point five five is really really good, um, or at least is like okay, wow, they've they have figured out how to tell a story in this engine and with the constraints of an MMO. They're telling a Final Fantasy story now, fucking finally. There were like, there were like snapshots of it on that 100-hour journey um, and, and even extended portions that I thought were pretty good. But all in all, it's been very hard to justify that huge 100-hour jump you know, or, or investment to get to this point where suddenly I'm finally caring about these characters. And I understand this is just part of what MMOs are. Like... It takes a while to learn. You know, it was already a Realm Reborn. It was already, they'd already <laughs> fucked it up with the 1.0 release and had to relaunch it just to make it like viable as a, as a game platform, as an MMO that anyone was having fun with at all. Uh, that's not fair. I'm sure some people really miss 1.0. I know there's lots of little nods to 1.0 throughout the game. So certainly they, it had its fans. Um, but, but by the time you get to Heaven's Word, like, okay, I, there is, just knowing who these characters are is helpful. Understanding that I'd done work with them and this, this and that uh, configuration. But if you can find a really good lore video or a really good like summary of what that, that main campaign is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at you for skipping. I really <laughs> wouldn't watch a cutscene video. I bet you it's less than a hundred hours long. I promise. I, I yeah. promise you, you could learn, you could learn everything that happens of note in a realm reborn uh, plus the patches in less time than it took me to play through those patches or play through that, that, that whole intro um, again, intro, because that's what it feels like at this point. Uh, uh, and it's just like, I, I do think that that game is poorly paced. I know that they're doing a rework. Apparently they're doing a rework sometime in the next few months, next year mm -hmm. of the around reborn stuff. Um, <laughs> and I hope they do. I'm not, you know what? I'm not one of these people who is like, I had it hard. The next generation should have it hard too. If the next generation gets free college and a better playthrough of a realm reborn than the two point X patches, good for them. If Bernie wants to demand that Square Enix, oh my god, fix. Mm. Yes, Rob. Uh, this motherfucking cab driver. Okay. Oh god. So he goes on about like I don't think a Bloomberg guy is going to get anywhere because you know people don't want to vote for. I would call him Jewish, but that is that is not how that's not how this guy phrased it. 
Okay. Um, and then I'm like, Whew. well, I don't think that's true. Um, I think most of us have moved past uh, that kind of thinking. And also, there's tons of people who like love Bernie Sanders. Um, and then immediately, guy smoothly pivots to he had just finished telling me about how his kid works for the fucking Trump golf courses down in Florida. Okay. Okay. And how the Trump golf courses recruit heavily from local colleges. And he finished that story with, yeah, you know, Trump has probably uh, put, uh, you know, tens of thousands of kids through college in, in Florida. Why doesn't the media report on that? Huh? Probably because it's too positive. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Sure. Um, that maybe could be a decent way to to get a gig while you're working in college. Although it doesn't sound like it's fucking charity. It sounds like they're just recruiting shift laborers yeah, from, from yeah. colleges. But anyway, so I'm like, hey, uh, most people don't seem to have a problem with the idea of a, a, a Jewish president or a Jewish anything else. Uh, and, you know, obviously Bernie Sanders is a widely left figure. He's like, yeah, Bernie. Well, if, uh, I'll tell you this. If if he's going to give everyone free college for everyone, then, uh, you know, I want the $120,000 I paid for my kid's education back. I got a little bill for him. And I'm there in cold sweats <laughs> just trying to stretch my back out now. My head is, like, down under his seat almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I'm like, so if... How did Trump put anyone through college? You just finished saying that your kid had this great experience working at the Trump golf courses. And then you're like, but I still owe $120,000. Why doesn't, why don't people give Donald credit for that? And I'm like, God (laughs) damn, how are you people this fucking dumb? How do you read? Like, I can't even, and this is the, this is the secret space right now. is fantastic. (laughs) Don't argue with these people. Don't argue. Like, Mm-mm. I'm saying that it's like this is fucking Why engage? pointless. What do you? Yeah. What do you? Yeah. This is not a person in your life that you care about, Rob. This is not a person who. Uh, this is a. This is like a, like that. You the moment you got an inkling, you say, "Yeah, that. Yeah, that's good point." And then you just stare out the window and just move. move but on you with can't. Your life. But you can't just be like, mm, I don't know. Like, there's some things you can say good point to, and there's some things you got to be like, well, hold on. I don't know. I can't like not n- no. Like that person doesn't deserve my time to engage with them and try and change but their I can't, mind. It's uh, yeah. not worth it. He's you just wanted you to make the, the point the to feel better He's about yourself. Your cab which driver. I'm not saying is selfish. I'm just saying you but that's what you wanted to do there was like, I'm gonna get it out there. I I did it, I said it. Whereas I just be like, nah, fuck you. Just, <laughs> just go get drive. fucked and I'm just gonna move on with my life. Uh. I, yeah, not, I, I get know, it. I, I get be non-committal in the face of anti-Semitism because if I ever want to run for UK Prime Minister, it's going <laughs> to come back up and people are going to drag me oh, for it. He wow. was in a cab and wow. he just sort of rolled with what this asshole said. Our, yeah, our biggest hearts go out to those of you in the UK right now dealing with election uh, election anxiety. Only seems a few like a days. It's, it seems like a nightmare. It happens so fast. Our election cycle is very long. <laughs> it's very long. <laughs> and drawn out and terrible um and that is terrifying but there's this very faster quick, and yet somehow it's still long enough saying. for the lib dems to reinvent themselves it, well you know what i've heard is you know they would just if it, if if they could just uh if, if labor just had someone else in charge maybe this time they'd be they'd be willing to work with labor <laughs> you know uh 
which is what they say every single fucking election. <laughs> anyway, before we, we dovetail into an entire UK election conversation, <laughs> we should probably take a break. Uh, I don't really have a bigger Final Fantasy point right now because I'm only just dipping into the new stuff. Or not the new stuff. The old, old new stuff. The new stuff four years ago. Uh, <laughs> but I will continue to, to play through and, and give people updates. Um, I just know a lot of people are happy that I've, I've made it finally to Heaven's Word. And you can rest easy. I got to the good game. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back uh, and talk about some news and maybe some emails. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. There is going to be a new Bioshock game. That's that's the story. Probably. <laughs> cloud games. Cloud uh what's factory? Dream Factory, Cloud Factory. No, it's cloud, cloud something. Cloud Cloud Chamber. Cloud Chamber. I say cloud nothings, that's a band. Um yeah. Uh what, what's Patrick, do you want to catch me up on this, or Rob, either either of you? I don't know, did someone blog this story? Yeah, uh, Matthew Galt hit it for us this morning. Um, Cloud Chamber is a new studio formed by 2K with uh, offices in San Francisco, and there's going to be offices in Montreal. It is head up, headed up by uh, Kelly Gilmore, I want to say, who is an old uh, Firaxis hand. She's been an executive producer for a bunch of different things uh, over at Firaxis through the years, going back to the XCOM reboot, uh, you know, early early in the decade. Uh, so very seasoned production hands there. There's a bunch of, like, old leadership from the original Bioshock games, but Ken Levine and, uh, like, any sort of ex-irrational uh, presence is, uh, it, like, there's nothing coming out of Ken Levine or, like, a Boston studio uh, for right. for these for these upcoming games. 2K said in their announcement this this announcement came through a statement to investors, right? Uh, so this was very clearly targeted. More people, you know, looking to buy stock rather than people looking to buy games. Uh, but their their argument, what they were saying was, we are still several years out from any one of these new games, which is maybe why Patrick was a little bit like, so, you know, maybe we'll see something, but a lot can happen when, well, when I think they, they've set, they've settled on an idea because this uh, project, they say <laughs> them formalizing the, the name, like this game's been in development for over two years already. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason Schreier, who put up a piece kind of like re upping his reporting on this was, you know, this has been a development in a pre-production phase for a long time now. Um, in 2K Marin, and so, like, this is sort of the formalization of, like, the production pipeline that will actually build the game. Um, it's probably two years off, you know, it, there's 
a decent chance it gets announced next, you know, formally next year um, for a game that comes out a year after after that. But um, yeah, I say probably just because yeah, like the two K has tried to make this game for a while now. It is not for lack of trying to make another Bioshock. A certain affinity attempted to make one for a number of years before that uh, that one got scuttled, um, and now it's being sort of made internally over at at two K. So. Um, yeah, I I don't know what a bio like I don't even know what a Bioshock is. You know, it's funny. Okay, another reference to a future podcast we will have. I will at least say we did a podcast <laughs> talking about like the last ten years of the immersive sim and this game. This game being announced right after we I recorded know. that conversation is so funny because it would have been useful information to have to frame sure the conversation. Yeah. Um, but I guess we can kind of pick up. Again, someone chopped together the audio, and you can get the uh, the time the new timeline version of this uh, <laughs> later. Shetty cut. But it's yeah. just I'm I'm new I'm, translation. I'm fascinated to think th- thinking through how they're thinking through what do you like what is Bioshock at its core? Like in the interviews, they more or less said like story is very important. Story is very important to uh, Bioshock, and it's sort of like if you were to break it down into a formula, and that's probably true. And then. From there, what does that mean? Like, what um, is that? It's it's probably like big open sp- space. I don't like. I don't know where you start. Like chopping up. Is it is it our audio diaries? Do they come back? Like, I'm just so curious what they end up plucking, taking away, rethinking. Um, because Bioshock means a lot to people. But if you were to ask them, what does Bioshock mean to you? I don't know that people get much past story. Um, and even that seems pretty. You don't think flimsy. that they get to like like abilities like cool abilities. abilities i mean pr- like probably but i think that's like low like if you're making a tier of importance i don't know that i put that in like the a tier like i think you could take out abilities and you could still call it a bioshock game and people Ooh. wouldn't feel i think people would be i don't think people if it's just like a game with guns i think people would not feel i think you'd get a lot of this is for casuals or whatever the 2020 version of that is going to be i think that see the weird thing is i think infinite left the series in a weird place because I think Infinite cut at a lot of what we would have used to define Bioshock prior to that. So, like, I like Austin, I would have agreed, oh, it's about, like, abilities and doing interesting things in combat. Because Bioshock 2 really refined what was there in Bioshock 1 to make abilities and the tactics they allow take center stage. Bioshock Infinite was so linear and so straightforward that... Really, it downplayed those to the point where most of them, for me, were forgettable, right? I feel like, like I had a different... I don't like that game very much, but, like, that game is filled with, with like, th- that trailer was filled with people throwing crows at each other and, like, charging at each other full speed ahead and catching bullets out of the air still. Like, all that shit is still in that game. I'm not saying it was... It was not... I'm not saying it was as good as Bioshock or Bioshock 2 with with that stuff. And then there's a reason I didn't say Big Daddies, because Bioshock Infinite certainly... Or, like, a combat arenas where you can create traps. Like, I think you're right that it dropped the ball on a lot of that stuff. But I still think if you made a Bioshock game where the only verb you had was pull a trigger, I think even that would be too far for even the most cynical publisher you're going to be able to shoot electricity out of your hand and then hit someone with a Yeah, I think they wrench. will. I just, I just mean, like, I feel like that's, like, that, that is important. And maybe people would verbalize that. But I think that there's so much, there's more going on about what attracts people to a Bioshock game that isn't mis- necessarily what they would ver- articulate as what they mm-hmm. want, but is actually, like, undergirding is, or is underlying a lot of what is attractive about that particular way. Like, I think, like, 
fantastic, like almost supernatural locations. Like, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is like that, that's it, right? Like, you know, rapture. Striking and, architecture. Yeah, like a very history. specific look, like a very, yeah. icon, like, you know, Bajak Event for, for all its problems, like that's, you know, was it Columbia is the, is the city mm-hmm. in that one? Yeah. Um, like it's got a fuck, like they are striking to look at where like their locations immediately, like give you a sense of, Something like awe, wonder, like uh, like there is there's there's awe. I'd say there's like awe and wonder th- intrinsic to both of those games. That is like part of the. I mean, which makes you know spoilers for Bioshock Infinite. Like you know when you go back to Rapture, like mm-hmm. for a game that I didn't like, I was like, holy shit! Like yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, in some sense, it was like. Yeah, because Columbia wasn't nearly as interesting, so take yeah. me back to the location I have a better <laughs> emotional attachment to. But it was cool as hell, and it like it was because you know uh, you know of all the endearing sort of or the legacy elements of Bioshock. Probably the look of Rapture is yeah. the one that is held up the most. Um, Architecture you know, so taken from later. other times, ide- and then like uh, that go in line with with. Uh, some sort of an ideological through line narratively yeah. is the yes. is the is the pitch, and then like interacting with that stuff in different ways. And so like, but that, I think that's part of the dilemma about making a new Bioshock game is that it will if you stick to that, it will end up feeling very formulaic. If it will yeah. feel like throwing the dartboard at the at the at the list of things. How do you, you not make I mean? the outer worlds of Bioshock? Right. Is, a li- is a little bit well, of like what the fear is, right? Like that you, <laughs> it's like, cool, like it's another one of those, but well, oh no. See, what, I was, what I was just thinking is maybe what you need to do is make, put a little outer worlds in Bioshock. Because sure. for me, I think the thing that makes would make a Bioshock feel immediately formulaic is... All the irrational games always played, and lo- a lot of Looking Glass games uh, did this as well, where they lived in fear of having you interact with a live character. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> uh, and like given like what I've heard about like the nightmare of programming Elizabeth, clearly not that studio's like forte, right? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Um, the amount but, of times at Bioshock you heard someone over a speakerphone or through a window, it's like, wow, this is awful. <laughs> this is increasingly convenient. Also cl- yeah. clearly true via the writing of Elizabeth. Uh, just don't let any real people talk to you in real time. <laughs> you don't know how to do it right now. It's just, you'll get there, bud. <laughs> uh, but the, so I think the thing that might make a Bioshock feel like if there, if you make a new Bioshock, I think maybe you get one game where it feels like a cool retro throwback to like, oh man, it's been a long time since I've come to the aftermath of a great tragedy and sort of <laughs> reconstructed it through through ex- exploration. Maybe you get to do that once, but even then, I think the very first time you realize like, oh, just everybody's fucking dead. Like I'm never going to me- meet the like, you know, Marie Delacroix equivalent in this or like mm-hmm. uh, if I meet them, they will be behind a wall of glass. And then they'll get killed. While right. Or while they, they will to- have they've been transfigured into a, a monstrous form of themselves. Yeah. And they will shout one liners at me as I as I shoot at them from across the way. Right. I want to live <laughs> through the collapse. Like I think that's at which like point the- you need that interaction stuff, right? Like it right. needs to look a little yeah. more RPG ish. Yeah, like because you you know, in Bioshock, you know, some of the most evocative, like, you know, like voice diaries and the stuff you'd read about was like what happened during those moments when Rapture was going through political, like the political turmoil they like suggest in your head, like, damn, that sounds cool. Never actually saw it. And so, yeah, probably like if you're taking this pitch and taking the ball forward, it's okay. What's the next like collapse rooted in, you know, some ideology that like, you know, goes to an extreme, but you need 
you could still have the apocalypse version of it, but it needs to happen, you know, with the player experience that so to, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to do it like, and I think at that point you have to lean in more RPG directions. Cause I think if you don't, if there's not some sort of player expression, are you just making a high minded far cry? I have no doubt that they will be making a high minded far cry. I, mm, I have Austin, no doubt let me just—it's two years out. Just let me have something <laughs> no. to look forward to. Disagree. <laughs> Will not. Guess the only difference between Bioshock and Far Cry is how you spell the name. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's a different team. I—I I should not hold. I should not hold grudges to people who've not fucking started anything. I wish them luck. I would love to be impressed. I am like. I am cynical only because of of how bad I feel about Bioshock Infinite, and and honestly, having returned to Bioshock One, you know, uh, uh, not super recently, but in the in the intervening time, being like, all right, like there's stuff here, but like I don't want to do this again, and it is, I, I would I would love to be I would love to be surprised here. I really would. We'll I hope see. because of the amount of time it's been, where it is actually kind of a little bit harder to pin down. Oh, Bioshock, like, what does that mean? Like, that's much, that's a much harder proposition to, to mix that up when you're iterating at the pace that they, 2K probably wanted to do with Bioshock, yeah. but got stuck with Ken Levine and his inability to manage a project. Yep. Um, and so now having it, I mean, by the time this comes out, let's say it's two years out, that's almost a decade since Infinite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a long ass time. Like, it people. Is. It is. And that's and what I mean been, by, like, what do you want from a Bioshock game? It's like, I don't know, like, if you nail the cool look and I can, like, shoot lightning, the rest of it, like, if you nail a couple of the aesthetic trappings of what people, quote unquote, want from a Bioshock game, you're, at that point, you have a pretty wide canvas on where you can what go you from yeah. there. And my hope would be, the reason I, I brought up Outer Worlds was that I, I don't, they didn't that game didn't necessarily take advantage of, like, the canvas from there of like the bits where you could do something different or find new interactions or it's like that game identified on a checklist, a lot of the things I wanted and then like didn't do those things necessarily satisfyingly or more interestingly than I expected from a game coming that should be learning lessons for what those games did. And Bioshock's in a unique position where for one, they'll have the budget that outer worlds didn't have, right? Yes. Like that game was like that felt constrained by and probably that the Bioshock didn't have, right? Right. Right. Um, so. I, I, a place I would love to see them learn from is the games that people who made Bioshock went on to make and, and Bioshock and its sequels. Like, I would love to see them take notes from Tacoma. I would love to see them take notes from like the walking simulator genre writ large and also kind of more systemic um, uh, kind of first person stuff. Like, obviously, you you take a look at like we we had that conversation about the immersive sim that no one's heard <laughs> yet. Um, <laughs> but like the immersive sim came some distance. Uh, in the in the time since since Bioshock, uh, it did not find necessarily a wide audience. Um, but it does having the shock name open that up in a different way? You know, uh, mostly I think narratively it would be really cool to see them build towards ways to tell stories that aren't that don't always devolve into an arena gunfight you know what i mean mm -hmm. like uh you you can we know that that's time that, to set up my traps right exactly like <laughs> i would love to play an hour of bioshock 3 that feels like firewatch um and like is in a world and is all that stuff without it necessarily going all the way to like capital R RPG, you know what I mean? To where, like, I have to yeah. put stats and perks and blah, 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 blah. I, I wouldn't mind that. I like that There's style of game. It's my favorite style of game, but 
I don't all I don't need everything to be that, you know. There's a world where you can imagine um them like splitting the difference and like you arrive on a place that has collapsed and then I don't know, let me travel through a portal. Like, you know, some some yeah. way that like you you still frame it in that way you've arrived at the end, but that they find meaningful ways to like s- send you back there and like have that cool. Like this is before the collapse. So we're like a world where like the apocalypse we're, we're, we're at the where it's you're at the end state. Of course, you're fighting whatever monstrosities have been the result of this this collapse. But then you're spending meaningful time. Transport me to a walking sim version of this. Take away all my shit mm. and like let me experience a story in that world. And if they feel like they can't, you know, they have to keep that all that other stuff to to satisfy it being a blockbuster. All the other things that go into shipping a game like this and appealing to a to a certain audience. Um, there's like there's ways you can imagine narratively that you can accomplish both of those things and still give yourself some room. Effects, yeah. effects and cause the game. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That'd be great. Sure. That'd be great. That'd be great. Be, give me a power where I pick up an object and it's imbued with memory. I don't, you know, yeah. like, yeah. What, yeah. like yeah. Let, when I, like when I pick up, <laughs> well, like, when, like, when you start a video diary or like a, like an audio diary, instead of just let me listen to the dialogue, like, what if it was like the dialogue starts and then you're just transported there Into and then place. you're exper- like stuff, stuff like that could go a long way to, reimagining what it's you know within still that that kind of formula but then finding a way to advance it given how long it's been Mm -hmm. i'll note that this press release does specifically say bioshock is one of the most beloved critically praised and highest rated franchises of the last generation we can't wait to see where it's powerful narrative and iconic first person shooter gameplay head in the future blah 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 so yeah those are the two things that they are calling out Mm -hmm. powerful narrative iconic first person shooter gameplay i can see the bioshock yeah, yeah. Uh, also, it does not say Bioshock Three, right? Like this could or Bioshock Four, I guess. Like this, who knows what this is titled? Well, it's in the statement, they're saying multiple games. They're like right. It's a franchise. It's yeah, it's Bioshock colon. You know, but uh, my um, question, my bigger question is, is it Bioshock colon? Hmm. Is it Bioshock? <laughs> well, Ro- sounds like you know, yeah. Rob's 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 colon was maybe getting Bioshocked. Um, Rob's colon was. Yeah, what, how do you think different. bodies work, That's Patrick? That's not where the kidneys. Rob's colon was all right. Look, I didn't. I, <laughs> I get the I didn't jump. have a way to actually get to that joke. That's the only way it I could right get there. there. I know. And I cho- I, I could have said nothing, and I chose a, to say a it. plus for effort. <laughs> like Thank Rob you. in the cab, sometimes you have to speak up. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a this world far and no farther. <laughs> There's a world where it's like we are reimagining Bioshock from Bioshock One. We are going back to Rapture. We're telling the story of Rapture during the fall. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's no new world here. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh huh. That I'm just putting. I'm putting. No, I know. In the I know, world, I, I want people's expectations no, you're right. to this, be the most cynical. The most, yeah, the most cynical. Like easiest. Like hey, and that's a hard th- game to th- make. To be clear, no, of course. This is in in, this, in the same way that like three four three making Halo four like yeah you made a Halo game not that's hard like and you did it and it feels like one but then you finish it and go ah right like I actually that it was fine I guess but I wanted something that d- d- tried something different right so there's a world in which this is not that's why I'm I, I'm kind of there's nothing here that says this is a new a new world though though yeah. I think Gilmore does specifically say this is wrong I'm wrong Kelly Gilmore specifically says we found we founded cloud chamber to create yet to be discovered worlds and their stories Mm. within that push the boundaries of what is possible in the video game medium so Mm. here is hoping that they find a a world or create a world that has yet to been discovered and not the one that people go oh yeah that's Bioshock I want to play that Uh, turns out there's just one lighthouse there's only one 
Yeah. There's only two, and one of them lies to you about how many other lighthouses there are. <laughs> God, that fucking game. Um, any other news? Any other Any other quick hits? Um, here's a weird thing that's not even news, really, except it was news to me. Do you remember a couple of years ago at the Game Awards, there was that game called GTFO? Real terrible yes. name, but kind of cool-looking alien like X, co-op. Um, some ex-developers of, uh, like, uh, Payday or something? Yeah, I think it was from the huh. from folks who worked on Payday originally. Yeah, that game's out in three hours. Oh, all right. Uh, and on early access. And sure. I had no idea. It's early access, so, like, I'm wow. sure there's not a huge, a huge push. Um, but that's cool. I had no idea that it was coming out. Uh, I hope it's. I hope it's good. Let me just uh, see this bumped uh, Elden Ring thread. See if there's just yeah, you just take just a desperate to, to um, nope, nothing, nothing. Just Not, yeah. nothing when is nothing uh, the, the things are this game week, right? this weekend, right? It's not even. I thought it was. Is it actually this weekend? I thought it was the was game, this week. Sorry, the Keelys. The Keelys. Aren't they? At, uh, aren't they during the twelfth? Isn't that right? The twelfth is. You know, if you search Thursday. for the Keelys, we're the second result. How are the only <laughs> people call them this? I don't like that. It's a podcast. I think it was a podcast title. It was a podcast title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> December 12th. So Thursday. Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Uh, uh, Valve News Network, which is actually an extremely reliable, like, uh, during the, like, last 10 years where Valve has, like, done, I mean, they've done lots of things. But if you, like, Half-Life Valve, this has been, like, your one insight, regular insight into, like, what is that company up to and why do they keep canceling projects that would make the fans very happy over and over again? Mm-hmm. Uh, that person, uh, Tyler McVicker, just, you know, Twitter names are always, like, a crapshoot. You'll say the name and then you'll find out it's a Halloween name later, but Tyler McVicker sounds right. Um, <laughs> says, uh, Left 4 Dead VR is real. Um, the Game Awards in a few days with new Half-Life Alex nudes. News, uh, get your excuse me. Ready. Excuse so, me. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that, no news. Game. News. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. The game words a few days. Uh, get your minds ready. Uh, it's about to blow, Tyler. Mm. Uh, so yeah, sounds like that. I, you know what? I am here on some level for Valve, just being like, all that shit you wanted, it's back in a VR. format that you yeah. don't necessarily want to play them in. And <laughs> I like on. VR a lot and I'm 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 interested to see what they could do with something like that, but at the same time it's also like, man, I bet there's like a team out there would just make like the Left 4 Dead 3 that people want and like it's it's okay that you do that. Yeah. Um, but uh sounds like I mean Left 4 Dead like in like the Source engine, Source 2 engine, like Half-Life looked gorgeous and to do that in horror and like horror is uniquely suited for VR um, that in a multiplayer setting like I'm here for it um, but man I hope that that is also just optional let people just play that on their TVs too I guess yeah, yeah. Um, and Vanquish on PS4 I saw that there's a to celebrate the anniversary right 10, um, ten years 10 years Bayonetta, I've still never played Bayonetta 1 I, Bayonetta 2 is one of my favorite action games ever um, 4K graphics at 60 FPS on poor, on Pro. I bet that looks good. Yeah. I bet. That looks good. What do y'all say we dip into the question bucket before we wrap things up here today? Sure. Uh, if you have a question, you can send it in to gamingatvice.com. That's gamingatvice.com. This one comes in uh, from Joe, uh, who says, Hi, Waypoint team. This year, I wrote about my choice for Game of the Year for the first time, albeit just a lengthy Facebook post. My method for ranking what I played was as follows. I wrote the name of each game I played on an index card. 
and then jotted down the things I remembered from the games. If you asked me what the best game of the year was before this exercise, I would have said either Control or Mortal Kombat 11, but the only card with no negative notes on it was Void Bastards. My notes also helped me realize I liked Fallen Order much more as a Star Wars thing than as a game. How often do you find yourselves appreciating or souring on a game with some distance from it? How do you square a good first impression with a failure to leave a lasting one? Any thoughts here? I know we just did, we just kind of worked through the first part of this, which was the kind of collective <laughs> conversations around Game of the Year. But we all have our own personal lists to come to, to kind of keep on hand. Well, that's the problem out. with Game of the Year, but right? Yeah. Is because you can have incredible experiences towards the end of the year as you're trying to cram things in. And that's disproportionate or unfair often to like games you had an incredible experience at the beginning of the year that maybe still stayed with you, but like for a game to stay with you like a whole year is just, that's hard. That's just yeah. hard for any, like I remember uh, last year uh, when I played Celeste at the beginning of the year, I wrote a tweet that was like, this is a public tweet to have people remind me <laughs> how I felt about <laughs> Celeste in December. And it's like, as November came along, like every day there was someone be like, Hey, by the way, like I'm here. I set a calendar reminder to rem like literal calendar <laughs> reminders to look up your tweet and remind you, which helped me like then remind myself. Yeah, actually Celeste was like the, the best game. I played my favorite game from, from that year. But, um, that happens. That's that's a it's a weird thing to wrestle with around this time of year. Rob, I'm curious for you. Do you is there a process for you? Is there a way to make sure that you don't lose track of the things you loved earlier this year? Yeah, I actually have a word document. Like just that I like going back years at this point because um, I started to realize like recency bias was killing me when it came to thinking about like how I thought about games toward the end of the year. So I just started keeping a docket of games that had come out that I had played uh, a couple prompts to help me remember like what stood out about them. Uh, and then also categorized, uh, categorized some games into like uh, the justly abandoned uh, tier where it's like, you don't need to revisit this toward the end of the year. Like there's, <laughs> there's like, even if you hear people telling you, like, ah, it's great, just, no. You gave up on this, and even if you don't remember the reason, you gave up on it for a reason. Yeah. No need to, th that game Trust isn't hell, though. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I, this is this is a thing that we kind of get into a little bit in those in those pods to come. Um, it's, it's definitely, it's tough because of, I will say what, I, what I, th I think I end up saying there is like the seven to 10 is always harder for me than the one to five or like the five to 10, that back half of, mm -hmm. of figuring out, okay, well, what makes the cut is so much more important to me than what makes four over five or three over, you know, two or whatever, who cares? It's like, what games have I decided to write about and cap off the year with? Um, um, and in the process of doing that, I find myself, it's rare that there's something I felt really hot on that I end up completely losing track of. Um, uh, but that's only because I find I feel negative about most things that I play <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, uh, and so it can be it can be really hard to break that, which isn't to say that there aren't a bunch of good games out this year or that like, you know, it, the top you know, the top uh, uh, 10 games of, of my year list should really be a top three games of my year list. But the stuff that's in that top five is like locked. Whereas everything else is like, mm, yeah, I, I like this, this, yeah, this, or the other half of it is like, huh, how much do I like this versus how much do I want to recognize it? Um, and, and there's a, di there can be a difference there. There can be a, a distinction between kind of pure, like, <laughs> 
um, id level joy, you know, um, mm-hmm. versus like I want to spend one of my slots saying that this team made something good. Um, and that, that, that can be tough, but, but it, I, I like that process a lot. I like the process of writing these lists a lot because they help me focus on the year as a whole and not just, like Rob said, the stuff that's come out recently um, and not just stuff that we've had to cover personally. That's the other thing. It's like, I love the excuse of like, oh, wow, I'm going to finally go back and play X and I don't have to do it for content except for these three paragraphs. <laughs> this is all the content <laughs> it's about. And I need to summarize what I feel about it in those two or three paragraphs. That can be really fun for me. Uh, I also like the outer worlds is a game that I've played more like the average person, which is like to say over the course of like two months, I yeah. just kind of plucked at it and come back to it in different times. Like just more like the average person plays a game over several months as opposed to all in one, you know, week shot uh, in order to, to, to get your, your take on it together. And I bet had I played it all really, really fast, what would have happened was that traditional thing where like you feel pretty good at it in the moment and then like you get some distance, you have some conversations and you're like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas I've had that process in real time, like with the game, cause I like play it for like six hours, then take a two week break and then play another yeah. six hours. And like in those chunks, like have come to, you know, cool on the game in various, in various ways that I would have otherwise done like in a larger sense, you know, over the, over the core, or, you know, put it in like, like my number nine. And then the year after being like, ah, yeah, I probably should have put untitled <laughs> goose game there instead. Um, um, which is again, like top 10 lists are like reviews. Like I think something we've always tried to stress is like, it's a moment in time and a moment in thinking and that thinking like treating any of that stuff as definitive is ridiculous given how much our tastes and attitudes change over time. Yeah. I, I think but that's also the fun of it. It's also the fun saying like, yes, this is it. This, and then later being like, hmm, no, it's not. Yeah. It definitely <laughs> is not. And I was wrong. Kato, this is only the second year you'll be doing one yeah. for us. So like, what, how, how are you going about this, this list making process? Poor, poorly. I told gotcha. myself last year, <laughs> yep. I should have made a fucking list. I started making a list and I forgot to update the list. And each time I like, go back to the current list, I remember a new thing that I played and I was like, oh shit, that's right. And I did have a good time with that. Fuck, now I got to put it into contention. Like, I just need to be more like organized about it. But for the first time I did, I did it. Uh, 2018 for me had such a strong like spread of games that I ended up making a, a twine game where they mm-hmm. the list wasn't ordered uh, because I couldn't, bring myself to order it and i feel like for some reason at least this year uh i i can see a list forming already even uh without having like even though i'm pretty sure i still have one or two games that i'm gonna remember before i uh before the end of the year um but it's just uh yeah i mean that happened oh god that happened to me really bad this year with we had a conversation about the, about the decade, and there was mm. so much stuff that we finished that conversation. And uh, like two days later, I was like, "Fuck, yeah, I can't believe we didn't talk about yeah. X." There's so many things. I think that's what's well, going to happen. Somebody put us under a really strict time constraint to do that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we could have had a better and more comprehensive discussion 
if uh, someone hadn't been waving a stopwatch in front of our your faces. Your ear, it's your... And now we have reported the news. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it doesn't quote, happen right? for that's, like another month. <laughs> this one's for Rob. Says Ryan, hey, can we get that chocolate chip bread recipe? Thanks. The collective will of the hashtag discourse channel of the fan discord <laughs> and specifically Rob. Rab. Rob, can we get that, that recipe? Can you put that recipe on the website? Yeah, maybe. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ancient uh, Zachney generational recipe cannot be. Uh... Hmm. <laughs> It's really hemming and hawing. You can't see it, but there's a hemming and hawing that's not tilting in the direction of disclosure is what I would say. I, yeah. Well, well we- there's, there's a couple things, right? Yeah. One is it is. Oh, kind of, of course it, there is. Like there's the family re- the recipe issue. Uh-huh. Then there's the like the weird thing about family recipes is they mean something to you because they're family recipes. Mm. I don't want to hear what y'all fucking think of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's I fair. Do. Like, I, do. I don't want to do. do. be like, yeah, like I don't want to share like, hey, here's this thing that my mom made. Every year, and it's really special. My family, and too sweet. Like, it's too sweet. I can't yeah. believe you would make it like this. Right. Well, yeah. here's how I would do it, and it's like I get that, and probably like believe me, I've done my own fine tuning over the years as well. But like, there is this part of me that's like, eh, you know, it's my family's recipe, and I don't need the feedback that would come with this. Um, and so that like, and that is a slightly selfish answer, but to an extent that like, I do not feel like subjecting a really personal thing to public evaluation. That said, I probably would share it at some point. Um, (laughs) but I would probably also fine tune it before I did. Like nobody's going to get my mom's recipe, Mm. uh, because I do think like there are criticisms that people would have. And certainly I probably have them as well, but like I can say them. Right. I've eaten that I've eaten that bread for, you know, 25 30 years. Yeah. Um you say shit about my mom's chocolate chip bread. Uh It's on. You yeah, don't want like, that Zachney smoke. Down. Yeah. You don't want like, to step outside I'm not a, of Rob Zachney. I'm not a regular Rob Zachney is big. Let me tell you about Rob Zachney. I'm not regularly in those Discord channels, but like, oh, you'll find out how fast I can show up. <laughs> Rename the channel. God damn. All right. God, uh, this one comes in from, from a different Ryan who says, on a recent episode, Austin asked for more input from couriers who have played Death Stranding. As someone who has delivered food and packages for places big and small, I certainly have some thoughts about the, how the game plays. I loved how the game handles managing item loadout, especially when it comes to vehicles. Working uh, out of a truck, I would often have to play a sort of Tetris to make everything fit and plan out which order would be in the back and what I could carry with me up front. To be honest, as much uh, as that suit looks like it would break Sam's back, I kind of wish I had one. Would have loved to be able to equip things to my hips while traversing city streets especially the fact that i have had uh that i have the time to explore and, and take in my surroundings in death stranding i can't tell you how many times i've been on a delivery somewhere cool with great scenery only to have it ruined by constant notifications on my device on on where to go i'll take bb and iceland like surroundings any day uh rather than have to deal with angry customers it's also nice to not be too morally worried about what I deliver and who is funding the company that writes my paychecks. Sure, there's questions that are raised about the United Cities of America, but at least I can turn the thing off if I get uncomfortable. Working for a big shipping company, I don't think I can mention it here, made me very stressed out about where its priorities were and if I could do it in good faith. I spent nights uh, worrying about uh, what I would be supporting and how I would have to reorient my life if I quit and had no paycheck to stay afloat. 
There's some not great places and things I've seen and heard about them. And thankfully, I was able to leave. Uh, sorry for the long reply. I love the show. Keep the good work. Thank you, Ryan. Um, that's uh, If you were a courier or a delivery person or any other sort of death stranding related person i'm still interested in your stories these are interesting. how did no one write that feature piece that just I know, seems we're like just doing out there it slowly for the taking. bit by bit i know <laughs> did we, podcast. on the podcast did we circle back to the um the not the headphones but like the shoulder phones because we, we sort we, of had that debate about like the next patrick got them patrick well, got I brought them I meant, yeah but somebody I wrote us to... about like what they're really for oh no we never actually did do that yeah yeah I, so yeah you want I, to, uh, I can't pull it, so apologies. Uh, maybe, Austin, you can find it while I'll I'm look, look, leafing yeah. through here. But somebody wrote us about, we were trying to figure out what are those. They're not headphones. They are little shoulder-like draped speakers that you wear. And we could not figure out who or what they were for. But we had the feeling that there was a use case we just weren't seeing. And this thing had an audience we, we, who we, we just didn't like understand where they were coming from. Somebody mentioned that... Um, they're a regular feature on the assembly line where they work because you cannot auditorily like isolate yourself from the assembly line. You need to hear people talking. You need to hear people yelling. You need to hear alarms. Uh, so like safety standards mandate that you cannot just like pop in earbuds and go through your shift. Uh, and so these speakers leaving your ears open to hear other things, but still like creating a little personal sound bubble around you are enormously useful for workers in those types of situations, which was really cool to learn about because, of course, it makes sense, but, you know, it just never occurred to me. Last assembly line I worked on, uh, they were very liberal about just letting people put on walkman. On the other hand, hand, we had a forklift driver at that factory um, who, in just the, you know, three, four months I worked there, caused multiple accidents Good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. taking corners too fast with fully loaded uh, pa- like huge huge like packing pallets like oh. like an eight stack of pallets no um, thanks. and she would just whip this thing around the corner and Not see it Shenmue. lean everyone start running <laughs> it was great see and if you all had speakers you could all be sharing we couldn't in. have heard the oh shit oh shit <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, God, the the yeah, it was, that was it was really interesting. Rob, you pointing out with that device, like I guarantee you, there is something here that is not that they will not advertise this, but but there is definitely a use case that none of us can just see directly. Well, so other so what I learned was for other ones there are right. So you go on Amazon, one you don't have to pay three hundred dollars for a device that does roughly the same thing and actually has Bluetooth support, you can get it for like <laughs> a third of that price for like very competent uh-huh. and it'll work across all your devices wirelessly. Nice. You go through like the Amazon reviews of any of these ones. Uh, you get a lot of people talking about like their use cases in like makes different sense. parts of manufacturing or, or like this is this, this one and very Sony has a long history of like expensive, limited use case, largely featureless, expensive tech stuff, which is cool. Like, and some, I like, hear refined. Like, <laughs> Cause if you, if it had Bluetooth, you could move around a lot. And like, this is so you can sit down and enjoy your couch more. Like, why would you want the advent advantage of mobility or the ability to <laughs> not have a cord in your hanging out of your pocket? 
Uh, yeah, sure. 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 Um, Autumn writes in and says, as a short one, uh, Austin, all I want for Christmas is a defense of Dark Souls 2. Please go off. We'll have to see what's up with those uh, Game of the Year podcasts, I guess. We'll just have to <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No way um, anyone can guess what we may or may not have talked about. During. Well, the podcasts aren't out yet, Rob, so no one could yeah, know. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're being sarcastic there, but no, they, those they have not been released yet. I know there was some question. Um, here is the last one. This comes in from JS, who says, "Hello, Waypoint." Cultural criticism in video game podcasts is rare to come by, so I enjoy listening to all of you each week. I come to you with an urgent matter, a request, and a question, both of which require your, require your expertise. Please look at this image of my creation. It is safe for work. I'm going to post it right here in the chat. Boop. Uh, this is a uh, oh code-vein interpretation. This is Oh this is, no! What if oh, what if my. Waluigi from Mario, <laughs> the the Mario tennis uh, version of of Waluigi specifically, uh, existed in Code Vein, the sort of anime like uh, anime and Dark Souls inspired action game uh, that came out this year? Question: Could you imagine yourself in a relationship with Waluigi? <laughs> what would that relationship be like? Thanks, JS. Well, the, que- the question is, does, uh, is, this is the equivalent of you go to your high school reunion. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like that person. Be careful like, who you make fun of in middle school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, someone comes around the bend. You're like, Whew. and everyone does the head turn. My God. Uh-huh. Look what happened to <laughs> Waluigi. <laughs> Waluigi got hot. Um, and, uh, but does that come with a personality makeover as well like this is it something that is just external like they're just hitting the gym they're 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 watching what they eat you know like it's all that you know is waluigi still waluigi Mm -hmm. um is this a one night stand with waluigi or is this a relationship (laughs) with waluigi god um i really need there's that like God. What is? Go ahead, Rob. You have you have a more complicated thought than me. I will I will hand this over to you. The mustache is a stumbling point. In general, or do you mean in not this in particular? General, I'm not anti mustache. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying in Waluigi generally, or in this particular instance. This of Waluigi? Parti- it is very funny. The mustache remains classically Waluigi. Yeah. Uh huh. And everything else has changed. Everything we should describe. Can Can you describe what you're seeing in front of you? Um, there's a long no. hesitation from Rob hoping someone else would do it. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't think I have the language. There is. Just, there think, is, of, just is. think of hot, just think of hot persona style yeah. Waluigi. Like, and then you're there. That's you're 90% of the way there. Joker, yeah. Think like someone Joker writing, from, like drawing. Joker from Persona yeah. 5, but brown hair instead of black and it's oh, pulled no, back. Oh no, glove stop. <laughs> yeah, the glove stop. Oh no! Uh huh. The glove stops. Those pants are so tight; they squeak when he moves around. <laughs> the glove. Like, there's the, an audible like. I can see fingers. That's how low the gloves are. The you know what I mean? Cuffs there's, there's, have yeah. leather oh. on the inside. Yeah, cuffed uh, three quarters cuff uh, purple button down shirt with a very tight, good. very small. I mean, not extra small. It's not cropped exactly, but a, a short vest, uh, and blue uh, eyeshadow. 
you know, because he's got those like uh-huh. that very like, you know, light blue the under under the eyes, and then what looks Shows like three wh- po- three different pockies, kind of balanced is, on his upper lip. I think, yeah, I think that's what that is to make the mustache, <laughs> and then also the L, the the upside down L is oh, similar. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a powerful look. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't love to see collarbones. That's a turnoff for me. Mm. I want a little bit more. These are particularly dark. Yeah. They're like really out there all the way. I feel like as a vampire, (laughs) that's not. I wouldn't want to have anything inside exposed as a vampire. Sorry. Waluigi's a vampire in Code Vein because you're playing as a vampire because it's Code Vein. So this is this is what if Waluigi was a was a vampire. (laughs) I feel like that's a double dip in a bad direction. I feel like Waluigi's already going to be kind of a parasitic partner. Do you know what I mean? And so turning him actually into a vampire. Hold the phone. One, Hold the fucking yeah. phone. Is that a What's up? scroll down to the bottom? Zoom in. Tell me that zipper on the leg. Is that a zipper? Is that a zipper on those pants? Yep. Yeah, that's a zipper. <laughs> yeah, that's a zipper. I noticed <laughs> it a second before. Yeah, I was like, check that out. Yeah, sometimes it gets hot out here, and you gotta you gotta zip off the bottom half. The, no, also, crucially, also, also, it's the entire bottom half does there. not zip off. You don't think? No. Oh, because it's an angle. I think that opens a flap. Look at those pants. You think, <laughs> you think those things have like a That's removable, but I don't think so. Out? Those things don't turn into shorts. <laughs> what is that? You think that? it just hangs? You think like, I mean, inside just... it's like a different color or something? I think you like button down your like boots or something. Yeah. I don't know. But... Oh my god. Um, do y'all know the TikTok meme that uses the song "All In" to be impressed by someone beautiful? Here, I no. will link you a version of it. Thank you. And then you'll know immediately that I need I need this, but for Waluigi. The version that I've linked is... Uh, is General oh, Grievous? Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, what? You've not seen... I feel like I, I specifically... Oh, like, yeah, you may have everyone watch this. This. this is class. This is a, this is a running... Me, this is a running format on TikTok, right, or right. was a You didn't see ago. this, Kato? Yeah, I've seen these, yeah. Okay. But I need right. this... But I need this for Waluigi. I need this for this anime Waluigi. I feel like Kyle. Can you ensure that people see this anime Waluigi? Yeah, I will make okay. sure to link that somewhere. Now I'm just gonna watch this TikTok again because I. It's a good one. It's in- so watch this doing funny. Honest. It's so fucking good. The best. The best detail is that when she. This is from uh, Echo Clo on on Twitter. E C H O C H L O. If you do a search for my debut on TikTok, is very on brand. You will find it. Uh, before the reveal of General Grievous's height, you can. <laughs> she begins to type in how tall is, and it auto completes below to Darth Vader. Darth Vader six foot two. General Grievous seven foot. One. You already know what it is. Anyway, that's Ooh. yeah. <laughs> oh, it just oh, Waluigi. Oh, please, someone make this. I'm begging you. All right, we are gonna. Be... I know what I'm doing with the rest of my afternoon. Yeah, so... is making my first TikTok. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Patrick, how about you? Uh, at Patrick Klubbeck, look at this tweet uh, from ABC7 Eyewitness News. Cocaine and Santa aren't usually associated with each other, but Walmart is apologizing for selling sweaters <laughs> that show Santa Claus with lines of cocaine in front of him. What? And the phrase, let it snow. What? what? I'll put. Uh, let me get the, the image up in here. for. Um... Wow, that is cocaine. <laughs> there we go. This is, this is tremendous. This is gimmick infringement. Oh, wow. People should go listen to the Beastcast games of fiasco I ran 
a few years ago <laughs> because this is just this is just this is they stole this. I mean, obviously, I'm the only genius to ever think of what if Santa snorted coke, uh, but <laughs> God, this is amazing. Pat uh, Rob Zachney, where are you on the internet? Um, at whatever online store will let me buy that sweater, <laughs> uh, and at Rob Zachney on Twitter. <laughs> Oh my god. Um uh Kato, how about you? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. Uh I should have something about MechWarrior going up this week. Uh I can't talk about it yet, otherwise I would have done that by now. Um anything else? Anyone else wanna wanna plug anything? What else what else is going up on the site or has gone up on the site for folks to take a look at? Uh that piece about the uh, speedrun mode, obviously, Patrick. Yeah, there'll be that. Uh, we have, uh, yeah, I don't know, there's like, there's like big features should be going up, like examining the the aesthetics of Halo Reach with its like the yeah. most recent update that uh, Steve Russo three four three did uh, the Steam version. Um, yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, the the meeting where we figure we start thinking about all that happens like gotcha. <laughs> right after this podcast. Apologies. So, uh, yeah, I mean, really, it's a lot. Of, like the next two weeks are a lot of small stuff. While like Kato uh, produces a game of the year podcast, sends it to me. I give him a transcript. We start building a post. We start figuring out, you know. So it's a lot of like, how can we do small stuff that keeps the site alive while trying to prep the the back half of the month. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the thing that happens, and and that is the rest of our year. Uh, I hope you'll stick around. We'll, we have uh, we will have a podcast on Friday. Uh, I will be able to talk about Mech Warrior then. And you know, I love to talk about giant robots, so get ready for that. Um, uh, as always, thank you, Bowen, for letting us use the track "Miss You" off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone/boen. Uh, until next time, I hope everyone has a good week and remembers to say, "Fuck capitalism, go home." Vote the Tories out of fucking office. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.